Hey everybody, welcome to the Greg and Dave Show, episode 28. I'm Greg. I'm Dave. We're glad you're here, and we're glad Dave's here. Reach out to us at the Greg and Dave Show at Outlook.com, the Greg and letter N Dave Show at Outlook.com. Let us know what's going on, what's up with you. Also, a reminder that all of the material that we cover during the show is in the show notes, so if you don't believe us, you can click on a link there, and it'll take you to the article that we just talked about. Um, if anything's missing, let us know. Sometimes, as I've said in the past, that the podcast platform that we use only allows a max of 4,000 characters. So when I copy and paste, you know, it's all characters based on a web link. So if that's the case, then you can uh, find the rest of the links at Rumble since they don't have a limit. So you can check us out there, too, at Rumble, uh, and the links are there also. Anyway, so let's just jump right in, unless you got anything. Uh, no, let's go. So this is an older article, but I wanted to cover it because we're Christian conservatives. Christian doctor fired for refusing to use trans pronouns, cites Genesis, appeals to European court. It's June 22nd. A Christian doctor in the U.K., Dr. David Macarath, 60, has been practicing for 26 years. See, a court ruling followed by two separate appeals supported his being terminated. It is believed to be the first time in the history of English law where a judge ruled that free citizens must engage in quote-unquote compelled speech pertaining to transgender ideology. Now, the doctor was partially vindicated by a UK professional regulator. Partially. The General Medical Council, Macroth, is now pursuing an appeal for justice from the European Court of Human Rights. He refused to call a man a woman or vice versa during a training session. So this is not an actual complaint. This is just a training session. Citing that his biblical Christian beliefs prohibit it. That resulted in Macroth being fired from his position as a health and disability assessor by his employer, the Department for Woke and Pension, I mean, for Work and Pensions. So the DWP said his failure to accommodate patients' gender preferences amounts to harassment. Wow. See how they define oh, those yeah, terms, man? If you don't do what we say, it's harassment. If you don't believe, if you disagree with us, it's uh, harassment or whatever. Wow. In response, supported by the Christian Legal Center, Macarath then launched a legal claim accusing the DWP of discriminating against this, his Christian and philosophical beliefs, though that claim fell short before the employment tribunal. His dismissal was deemed lawful. Wow. You know, they, <laughs> they have been trying to do the same thing to, um, you know, Jordan Peterson, right? You mm -hmm. should, yeah. They have been trying to do the same thing for him. But I think because of how vocal he is, how, I don't want to say famous, but well-known publicly, he has a lot of visibility. They, they can't get rid of him. But the biggest challenge that he has had in academia is them trying to force him to use those new descriptive terms and pronouns and he refuses to do it yeah did they threatened to find him and he says if they find me i'll pay it. if they arrest me i'll go on a hunger strike 
in a hypothetical situation, Makarov had been confronted with whether he would call a six-foot bearded man, quote, madam, unquote, which he refused to do. There you go. There's more on that. But you can check that out. Political correctness, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, Daily Signal, June 29th, by Zach De Piero. Hi. So he's writing about himself. Had to watch, quote, white teachers are a problem, close quote. Video. Now I'm suing my employer. I'm a white writing professor, and apparently that's a problem. That was the unmistakable message sent to me at Pennsylvania State University, and that's why I'm suing the school. In November 20, nearly half a year after George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis, I was subjected to a video titled, White Teachers Are a Problem. Videos featured speaker Asal Anu. You heard of him? No. A self-described practitioner of anti-racism. Not an obscure one either. About a year prior, Anu gave the chair's address at a prestigious writing studies research conference the same field in which I earned my PhD, and declared, quote, white people can perpetuate white supremacy by being present. Your body perpetuates racism, close quote. At the heart, so right now I'm being racist to Dave here <laughs> and to everyone out there. At the heart of a news appalling comments is the baseless attribution of negative characteristics to a particular race. I don't understand why they... Hold on, let me read some more of this. I don't like to read so much, but I mean, this is just really good. Inside radical academic bubbles, that might be applauded. In the real world, that's called discrimination, and it's illegal. When discrimination enters the workplace, depending on its frequency and intensity, citizens can file a lawsuit alleging a hostile work environment against their employer. At my Abington campus, my direct supervisor pushed an aggressive quote-unquote, anti-racism campaign through private emails and monthly meetings. She laid the groundwork by echoing a colleague's stance that, quote, reverse racism isn't racism, close quote, thereby abandoning cherished human rights principles. Now, you might find this, this might come as a shock, but I have experienced reverse racism. Really? Wow. Quote, racist structures are quite real in assessment and elsewhere, regardless of anybody's good intentions, she claimed. Racism is in the results if the results draw a color line, close quote. Later citing a resolution on, quote, black linguistic justice, close quote, from an increasingly politicized research organization, any supervisor issued two directives, quote, assure that black students can find success in our classrooms, close quote. Assure that all students see that white supremacy manifests itself in language and in writing pedagogy. Translation, the English language is racist. Teaching writing is racist. Grading black students by consistent standards is racist. (laughs) This is the final thing. Penn State Affirmative Action Office summoned him to a Zoom meeting where its associate director informed me Quote, there is a problem with the white race, close quote, and then directed me to continue attending anti-racist workshops, quote, until you get it, close quote. Wow. All right, so that was the Daily Signal. Now, this is not a 
Backwoods College University, by the way. This is a D1 school. One of the largest D1 schools in the country. Once upon a time, had a pretty uh, stellar academic reputation. But since that affirmative action thing got shut down, these groups, these departments, they're they're going to be on the wall. Yeah, man, you know. You know, I'd be damned. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I always thought it was insulting. It is insulting. It absolutely is because... Like, you're too stupid to make it by your own, you know? That's... That... Like, you poor little black boy, yeah. you, you know? Come on over here. We know you can't do better, you illiterate. I, I mean... Th- that in and of itself, <laughs> isn't that racist? It absolutely is. The demon crap party <laughs> is racist. Perfect segue. And you guys are <laughs> continuing to vote for them. Perfect Not you guys, but you segue. Know. Anyway, go ahead. Georgia Democrat representative switches parties. <laughs> I have that <laughs> in here. All right. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Georgia State House member leaves Democrat Democrat Party for GOP. Yeah. By just the news, July. Oh, that's today. Madeline Hubbard, Georgia State Rep. Mesha Maynard on Tuesday said she made the quote unquote moral decision to leave the Democrat Party. Yeah. And she said that quote it wasn't a political decision but a moral one. Yep. Close quote. Adding, I will never apologize for being a black woman with a mind of my own. You know, that's the catch, isn't it? Yeah. If you're black and you have a mind of your own, you got to go. Yep. You you are your problem. And I have, and just this week alone, so when I go to the gym, I listen to to hip-hop music. Try to find the edited version if I can. But I need some aggressive. Slow motion for me? Nah, it's too slow. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. But <laughs> you know that song? Yeah, I know that song. All right, then. <laughs> cool points. <laughs> but uh, but I, yeah, I have the edited version. Well, yeah, I, I try to find the edited ones if I can. But I need some, especially as early as I go, some um aggressive bass lines and beats, man, because my workouts are pretty rough. But in the past week or so, I've noticed that there's been a shift almost in the the music with respect to political awareness and there is a break from the democrat party that five years four years ago you would not see in hip-hop music and so i heard one song and i was like huh okay because so what I'll do is, like, if I hear it on the radio, then I'll go look for it in iTunes, and that way I can find the uh, find the edited version. But, yeah, so I heard that one song, and I, thought, I was like, oh, okay, it actually caught my ear, what he was saying. And then I've heard probably about two or three more just this week, different artists, but hinting at the same theme that, nothing has changed in the black community that you know yeah and it, it's quite interesting 
um, and even Cornel West, and he is no conservative by any stretch. Well, wasn't Chappelle? Wasn't he going through some things like that? Yep, and Chappelle is interesting to me because I, I think that um, because of his experience with Comedy Central, he's not a conservative. At all. Not, not at all. But I, I think that. There are some things that he won't say, but he'll allude to it. So you have a pretty good assessment of where he stands on certain things. But I think that there is still a line that he won't go beyond, at least publicly anyway. Uh, He's got to do what he's got to do, what's in his best interest, whatever that might be. But there is a change within, at least within the hip-hop, culture and community the tides are turning that, folks. that is pretty the staggering tides are turning and it's, it's yeah keep the, praying because your prayers are they're coming around this what they have become is indefensible on every level it is ind- indefensible and i said this after biden's first year with all when all of this talk with title 42 coming to an end and I said, they are looking for a new voting block. Because historically, all of their policies, the black community stood against. Historically, mm. the black community was a conservative community. It was a two-parent home community. It was a Christocentric community. And their values in, encouraged pride in ownership taking pride in what is ours and and just general self-respecting state of mind and the demo did i send you the clip with harry belafonte you probably did i just oh my gosh man i mean obama and hillary were right there on stage and he was talking about the last thing that dr king said to him before he died Oh. oh my gosh I mean, he skewered them right to their face. Last thing Dr. King said to me before he was murdered. He's talking about Democrats. Said, you know, I sit here deeply concerned that I suspect we're leading our nation on an integration trip that has us integrating into a burning house. Oh, Democrats. Most of the politicians I know of Make promises only to walk into the places of power and then deny us. Wait for it. I guess part of the reason I'm here is to really look through the ravages of the Democratic Party and see if anything is really worth salvaging. Oh. So even MLK would he'd be a Republican today. Harry Belafonte is or was a representation of what the black community was as a group the views were the same this homosexual transgender uh, agenda this was frowned upon in the back in the black community and now all of the representation you see in commercials and shows primarily are black males which is quite a thing in and of itself but um yeah, they're, 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 their position is indefensible. And I think they knew that they would lose the black vote or mm-hmm. the black block. They're starting to under Trump. Yeah. 
which, which is why they've said we need to replace them. And look at what they've done. They've brought them into the black communities. They're putting them up in hotels, in, in colleges, in, in, I mean, all over the place, just displacing the black folk that are already struggling in those communities. And they're giving them all sorts of money, everything free. So, yeah, that, that um, I, I hope it continues the, the awareness and the coming to consciousness of, of what is going on. But it, it, it definitely is happening to some degree. And it, it's quite, quite good to see, if I do say so myself. Yes, it is. So this is kind of a continuation. This says, Penn State forces faculty to grade students by race, harasses whites, ex-professor lawsuit. So the first one was Daily Signal, written by the professor, and this one is from Just the News, Greg Piper, talking about faculty persons, um, Zach De Piero, his, uh, the issues that he's having there. So eight of the, dozen, of the dozens of defendants are sued in both their official and individual capacities, including diversity officials, De Piero's supervisor and English department chairwoman, Lilian. Liliana Nadon, who, quote, loudly expressed concern and disbelief, close quote, at professional development meeting in DePierre's first several weeks that he, quote, was not a registered Democrat, close quote. So the people in the Zoom meeting and dragged him in, he's turning around and suing them, and good for him. Some of these board of, board of trustee members at some of these big schools, prestigious schools, are straight freaks. There was um. That's why we keep telling you guys, <laughs> don't send your kids to college. Straight freaks. There was this uh, professor, I, I think it was one of the following. Either Yale, Harvard, Princeton, one of those like true Ivy League schools. Exactly which one, but one of those. And the professor, he had just gotten a job there. We got a letter from a single letter that came from the faculty of his peers. And in this letter, the they actually told the man that your wife, your beautiful wife, we, we're looking forward to meeting her and, and, and sharing quality time with her. I, I mean, it was a, it was a straight up invite to an orgy or some depraved wow yeah yeah Creepy. Like he published the entire letter mm. yeah <laughs> so i'll see if i can go back and find it and yeah. you can post it in the show oh, notes man. but yeah i mean they just came out and said look son we want some of that <laughs> wow. federal agency forced to build part of trump's border wall just the news by jack phillips july 3rd the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, said Friday it will build 20 more miles of U.S.-Mexico border wall carrying out some of for, former President Donald Trump's 2016 campaign vow. Quote, until and unless Congress cancels these funds, the law requires DHS to use the funds consistent with their appropriated purpose. Close quote. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection said in a statement. The new construction goes directly against the campaign promise made by 
Biden in 2020 that under his presidency, not e- not one foot of Trump's border wall would be built. That's a hell of a thing to be adamant about. It is a hell of a thing to be stuck on some superficial things or I don't know. Anyway, did you want to cover this? You had sent this to me and I didn't. Yeah, so this was a poll from uh, Axios. Yeah, but uh, I think this is something that they do every year where you have to take this with a pinch of salt but it gives some idea of the temperature of the landscape well at the very least it shows you the thinking of the left yeah yeah so what it says is um the numbers it represents people feel that america slash americans are down on morality family Mm -hmm. and country and why it matters the american identity is in a time of transition uh with july 4th holiday um axios attempted to assess um where the culture or where the society stands with respect to with respect to certain trends the share of people who say they are extremely proud to be an american has been falling for and if i'm not mistaken outside of axios this has been in decline every year for the past few years the sense of patriotism i wonder why yeah less than 500 days from election likely to feature a rematch there are few americans that have extreme national pride the numbers they say are at a historic low the greatest demographic differentiator for expressions of national pride is party identification so your patriotism is correlated to the political party that you support or affiliated with 60 percent of republicans still claim extreme national pride but that has fallen from a near universal margin of 86 in 20 years which is pretty significant the last time a majority of Democrats said they were extremely proud to be an American was in 2013, which was a couple months into Obama's second term. American iconography has long been a staple of politics campaigns on both sides of the aisle, but for many Democrats, former President Trump, America first nationalism gave divisive new meaning to the red, white, and blue. And this is a dishonest statement. Right, yeah, which is why you always have to take these things with a pinch of salt. A government's first duty is to its citizens. The security and well-being of its citizens. That is government's only responsibility. So when the president of a country says he wants to put the citizens of that country first, how is that divisive? Uh, how can that be a divisive statement and trump did that man he's like i think that's why he's so loved because he's one of the few presidents to actually put the citizens first yeah regardless of your nationality your gender your yep your personal longings or likings And, and the left hate him for it and they hate you for supporting this man because his views are our views by and large you may not agree with everything that he says and does but on the things that are imp- 
important and have the most impact in our daily lives. He has been dead on on every issue. And he has he is encapsulation of the views of the American people. Because the things that he has said are the things that most people think. They just don't have the platform that he has, so it doesn't travel as far. But there are very few things that the average person differs with him on with respect to what is in the best interest of the country, his initiatives, his policy. Why wouldn't you want to secure your border? Why wouldn't you want to ensure that Americans are taken care of first? Mm -hmm. It's not saying don't help anyone else. But you have to take care of home first. Charity begins at home. This is an age-old saying. Mm -hmm. But because it's him saying these things, they have to go in the opposite direction. Build a wall, he says, the, Biden says, mm -hmm. no wall. Why? <laughs> There's no good reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that goes to the, what is it, TDS, the Trump yeah, brand, the, the, Yep. Yeah. Whatever Trump says, they just have to go the other yeah. way. And you know he pre he demonstrated this most recently with his comments on ballot harvest um, yeah. harvesting. No, and I think he did this deliberately because he was vehemently against this and then the left kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And the moment he said that the Republicans need to embrace it. When last you hear him talk about it, you don't hear about it anymore. Yeah. Case in point. But it, it, it's really sad. One of the things, I think the most influential component to this lack of patriotism is the schools and what is being taught in the schools. Kids are not taught civics. They're not taught American history. They're not taught the Constitution. They're, they're not taught about American exceptionalism and, and the great things that... I mean, you hear about slavery. America didn't invent slavery. <laughs> but the left will have you think that America alone has to atone and pay for slavery. They didn't invent slavery. Slavery existed thousands of years before this country was even a thought. And it exists today. I mean, it was in Bible times. <laughs> All right, so this is not an American invention by any stretch of the uh, of um, of the imagination. So, but that is the horse that they will be beat to death, and they will continue to beat it after it dies. But what is being taught in schools, in my mind, mm -hmm. is the single greatest influence on this lack of patriotism. And ignorance of American history and because the kids today don't know some of the great things that America as a nation as a young nation has done then there's nothing to be proud of no country has done more to abolish slavery than the United States none they actually um, after the independence from Britain um, even Britain couldn't stop slavery with all of their ships and the, the span of their empire. It was when America decided that they will aid Britain in patrolling the seas, that was when um, slavery came to an end. 
it was the American involvement, the Navy, the American Navy that got involved to help. And it would not have ended in the West without American involvement. But they don't teach that in schools, you know, which is which is unfortunate. But yeah, and I think because, you know, if things are so bad here, there are places you can go. All right. No one has a gun to your head telling mm-hmm. you that you, you, you have to stay here. That's what kills me. All right. Is trying to force somebody to believe what you believe and live where you, you know, they come into your house and they're going to change it up. Yeah. And we shouldn't be upset about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this is a quote, blew us away, close quote. Angel Studios co-founder reacts to historic box office victory for Sound of Freedom movie. Go watch it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Daily Signal, Tyler O'Neill, July 5th. The Angel Studios Sound of Freedom, an an action thriller exposing the child sex slave trade featuring Passion of the Christ actor Jim Cabezel, or Cabezel, sold more tickets Heading into its opening day, July 4th, in the blockbuster wannabe Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yep. I like that. Wannabe. Go watch it. Uh, so, if you don't know, it tells the story of Tim Ballard, who's Kabitzel's character, a former agent at the Department of Homeland Security who rescued hundreds of children from sex slavery. Ballard has warned the Biden administration's border policy and its transgender ideology aid and abet the, the evils of the global child sex slave trade. And I mentioned this to you um, at least once in our, uh, in our conversations prior. But to the audience, how many of you are aware that when Trump was in office, he set up a task force slash agency with the single purpose of cracking down on child and human trafficking. That was the only thing that they had to do. Nothing else. They went in... in, in, uh, And they did a lot. You talk about shake the tree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced that was one of the... What was that movie? uh, Jason Statham. Man of... Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wrath of Man, yeah. Yeah, they shook the tree. Baby. They were, they were very effective. Let's put it that way, with their mandate, mm-hmm. coast to coast, and in four years you heard nothing. Sure, you didn't, but I do remember reading about a lot of busts. Yeah, going on all over the country, mashing up child trafficking rings, yeah. rescuing children, hundreds and hundreds of children. Go see the movie. Yeah, yeah. We'll see the movie. Um, This has always been my fear, and I think we've talked about this. Law enforcement experts warn of another 9-11 after bungled release of migrant tied to terrorism. So basically, with all this lax restriction on the border, everybody's coming in, and how many of those peoples are terrorist cells? And then whatever, if a Republican does get reelected, or gets elected, then they'll probably be activated so yes. that they can blame the administration. This is by Justin News, Natalia Middlestadt. 
July 5th, former law enforcement officials are warning of potential terrorist attacks and a repeat of 9-11 following a Homeland Security Department watchdog report that exposed government bungling that allowed an illegal immigrant on the terrorist watch list to be released into the U.S. and roam free for two weeks before he was apprehended. Former CBP Acting Commissioner Mark Morgan says under the Biden administration the job of border patrol agents is not to secure the border your job is to process and release illegal aliens as fast as possible we literally could have the next terrorist sleeper cell in the United States planning the next terrorist attack and we would have no idea that's fact not hyperbole and that was a quote so yeah just uh, either today or yesterday I was reading about um, a group of communists from Nicaragua, terrorists, I might add, got released in um, one of the last wave of of, uh, migrants. I I think that's a very legitimate concern to have. All right, let's uh, wrap up with this. You sent me a video about this guy, and I said I don't know if it's real or not, but what is real it was uh, this guy with a camera come up to this guy with a Biden hair shirt on, water in his lawn. He was saying how he wanted the open borders, you know, because they're whatever. They're just people that need help or whatever. And so the camera dude, or the guy holding the camera said, yeah, uh, I've got uh, three migrants here. And, and they're, they're going to stay with you, okay? What? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And then, of course, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yep. You guys remember what happened there? 24, maybe 48 hours, but no more. They rounded up all the migrants that DeSantis sent to them. I think it was 12. And <laughs> got them out. So all that talk about love and acceptance, they're fake. They activated the National Guard. Yeah, they did. In they rounded 24 them hours, yep. And so, top voting demon crap. But anyway, on a positive note, keep praying because tides are turning, things are changing. Um, this this movie that made like forty million in the first week is a testimony of the people being, I guess, uh, supportive of not just faith based but truth based t- storytelling yep. and not woke based. Um, because all those movies we talked about, Disney and the 90 million or whatever it was that they lost in their last eight movies because of their wokeness. You're going to say something? Like 890 million or something. Yeah. Ooh, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say is, just to piggyback off of that, there are more people that share your views than you may realize. I, I've said this once and twice, and I'll keep saying it. It is the media that creates this false reality that the majority of people in America have these weird views that support these weird things. It is not true. And as what Jay-Z said, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Indiana Jones is a historic franchise Mm -hmm. and an independent film beat it out at the box office Mm -hmm. that should tell you everything you need to know right there Mm -hmm. top gun maverick the exact same thing maybe not as independent but 
patriotic, no. America loving, just a good, enjoyable movie. No wokeness. None. And look at how successful it was. Mm-hmm. There are many, the majority, the overwhelming majority of people in this country share your views. Yes, you are the majority. So right. keep your head up, keep fighting, keep praying, keep doing your part, whatever that is, because the tide is turning and it's going to be a brighter day for a newer tomorrow. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to reach out to us at the Greg and Dave Show at Outlook.com, the Greg Letter and Dave Show at Outlook.com, and stay in touch. Until next time, stay safe. Peace.